Do your feet sweat in work boots? If you struggle with sweaty feet, you need the best-selling Camel City Mill Lightweight Work Sock. You'll have dry, comfortable feet as their sweat-wicking merino wool is 35% better at wicking moisture compared to polyester socks. Plus, a 10-year durability guarantee thanks to their proprietary Ironside Merino Wool and Nylon Fortified Heel and Toe. Your feet won't hurt and recover faster because of the compression in the arch and calf, which helps circulation through a full 14-hour shift. Expect all-day comfort, even with steel-toe boots due to the extra cushion in the toe. These socks are completely USA-made in North Carolina. Order ship within 24 hours, and anything over $50 ships for free. To get your socks today and see how insanely durable these socks actually are, go to CamelCityMill.com and use the code DIESEL15 and get 15% off your first order. Remember, use the code DIESEL15 for 15% off your entire order at CamelCityMill.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another Sweat and Grime. You got Brian, you got Rick, you got Matt motherfucking Totten in the house. What up, everybody? And on the phone, we have Andrew, and I am told it is pronounced Bonniewell, but I think it sounds a lot better when you say it Bonewell. <laughs> yeah, you know, it goes both ways. Mr. Bonewell, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How are you guys today? Excellent, brother. Good. So, so is that your fan's only name or is that stage name, <laughs> code name? What is that, Bonewell? Yeah, That's what his right. wife says. So when people get it wrong, I say by reputation, it's Bonewell, but Bonewell is how we say it. Uh-huh. Yeah. My man. So for the listeners, where are you actually located? Because you are not here close no, um, I am up in Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, in the oil fields. I was going to say, for, for the Americans in the room, you still have to specify where that is because we're totally ignorant yeah, down here. <laughs> right. So um, I'm, I'm up at the tip top of Alaska working. Um, and uh, you fly in the Dead Horse, and then Prudhoe Bay is the lease um, for the oil fields up here. Gotcha. So... Yeah. Um, so give us a little bit of a background. So how did you come to be in Alaska? And then what do you do? And give us give us some back. This is a story of give Andrew us the motherfucking background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, it all started um, with my dad. My dad's an electrician in Michigan. And um, growing up, I uh, would go and hang out with him when he was wiring houses and stuff and different jobs. And then, uh, I don't know, I forget. I think it was after eighth grade into my freshman year he had a house and he invited my brother and i to go out and work with him and um i kept going kept going and then he started paying me like more money than i expected to get paid and i realized like this was pretty cool so um out of high school i decided to be an electrician and um moved up north to uh tassel michigan and worked for my uncle that's in the up right Yep, yep, outside of Houghton Hancock there, right uh, by Michigan Tech. And then um, I got an opportunity to come up and uh, work for Samson Electric in Fairbanks and uh, moved up here July 14th, 2007. And I've been up here ever since. Uh, Dang, being an electrician job site. Yeah. Yeah, I've been up here a bit. Um, you know, He's I, got the I last job site jumping. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, um, yeah, I job site jumped until I started a family. And then I got a job at the university um, as an electrician there. And then uh, since they did the waiver for tuition, I did my process tech degree. And I met some 
people that got me up here in the oil field. I'm still an electrician because I found out I'd make more out of an electrician than an operator because I had experience in the license and everything. So, so what is a process yeah. tech for those of us yeah. who are not what oil savvy? <clears throat> so process technologies is the person that sits in the control rooms at any kind of facility, right? Like uh, working, running the, uh, you know, a chemical processing plant or, you know, your uh, wastewater treatment plants, um, obviously the oil and gas industry, but like, you know, at uh, the Kroger store or at a power plant or the Kroger's uh, manufacturing, like anything that runs a process. No shit. You're the person oh. sitting in the control room and making sure everything's working. Gotcha. Correctly. And that's an actual and degree. I didn't realize that. I thought that was more of like the union side of an operator. I thought it was a guy that couldn't cut it. That, well, oh, well you know, <laughs> that's getting into a whole other it's, thing, right? It, <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Two years associates, and then I got my instrumentation as well when I was doing it. So it took me a little bit longer than two years, but so you got know, your doctorate. Doctorate that is that is a doctorate, <laughs> but you kind of throw that heel out and turn to the side as you say it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Rec, doing well. Doctor a little bit there. so um so how did you go about the process you said you worked with your dad uh kind of laying the ground for work for becoming an electrician but what made you kind of really make the switch to this is what i want to do and then how did you go get your certifications yeah so i um out of high school I realized college wasn't for me um you know there's a point in high school um like why is that college wasn't for you well i didn't like school it's um i figured out in high school at one point like this is exactly what i need to do to graduate i can fail these classes and get this and i can graduate and i remember coming home with a mid like progress report my dad was mad and i looked him in the eyes i'm like dad i'm gonna graduate and i'm gonna you know this shit figured out figure it out from there right like don't worry about me and then i was either gonna be a chef or an electrician, I kind of figured, and um, another cook. Yeah, exactly. Into the trades. Yeah, exactly. Except, except Greg went the plumbing route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I just realized I didn't want to sweat my ass off all the time. Yeah. So why did you become an electrician? And, um, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. We get into that some, but um. So I uh, went out of high school. I worked with my uncle. Uh, he owns Phase Electric. And I started my apprenticeship in Michigan and I did that. And it's, um, you know, it's pretty sweet doing apprenticeships these days. There's lots of grants and stuff, right? You can get like grants to get all your tools and get tooled up. And then no shit. Wow, lots of information out there these days to get How'd you your find apprenticeship. That? I kind of wish it was that easy. Well, just being in the profession long enough now and dealing with enough people, I kind of figured it out through hearsay and stuff. When I was starting up in Alaska, like in Michigan, I guess it was just like some paperwork and stuff. And then my uncle tooled me up. But um, like when I moved up here, when I started with Samson, I had to transfer my apprenticeship and then they gave me some paperwork and stuff. And so I uh, like just figured out there's a grant to get like your tools. You can get up to 1500 bucks worth of tools and stuff. And then um, just nowadays talking to some kids and stuff, uh, suggesting that they get into the trades. I, I'm kind of looking into it and figured it out. Like there's, if you just dig a little bit, there's a lot out there that'll really help yeah. you, you know, start. It sucks that you get to dig. It should be put out into. there in front of these kids, you know what I mean? Or just people in general. Like yeah. The grants are there. They're like, sitting there. Would you say, right. like, 
college student loans, like yes. like really easy to get, yeah. and they're dangled in Amen. front of you. Amen. Go to work. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just so, put in my um, obligatory every yeah. episode. Fuck college. Yeah, why don't you say fuck college? <laughs> right. <Exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, I, I, it's relatively simple. You know, I, I think I just filled out something online for my fifteen hundred bucks. Um, when I was first starting with Samson, you know shit 15 years ago whatever that's been so was. long ago man you know i do want to circle back to something you said because i thought i was the only one that did this and i maybe maybe i've been totally off base this whole time and we need to start calling it tradesman math but when i used to get into a class i did exactly mm-hmm. what you just talked about i would look at the syllabus and i would figure out the breakdown of how many points you had to pass the class each year and I do my math and I go, okay, I can skip all of this homework and I have to make a 72 or above on every test and I should be gravy. And, yeah. and that's no, to get it, a, a C passing score. Yeah. C's get degrees, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That's it. No it, one's it, ever I mean, asked me for know, my GPA. Call it yeah. smart, right? Like, yeah. So there's those people, you know, I knew plenty of bookworms who dived in and then college and stuff and they still don't know what the hell they're doing. I was going like, to say, I mean, how much yeah. more successful are they than you? Right. So it's, exactly. it's pretty wild to think it's, you know, I don't know. I'm up here working. Um, I work two on two off. So I work half a year and I'm making more money than I ever thought I would. So yeah, what, awesome. what, I think That's your wife said sweet. you're retiring next year or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <When> <laughs> buying a house in Hawaii yeah. and uh, then in one in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what she told me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's got dreams too. <laughs> now, what was the transitions like from working here in Michigan in the skilled trades to up there in Alaska? So, um, in Fairbanks, there's a lot of military bases. There's, well, in the general area, there's Fort Wainwright and Isleson, which are right in Fairbanks, and then Fort Greeley, which is down in Delta, and then like Clear and stuff. So, I did a lot of military housing. Um, that's when Totten came up and yeah. got the job as a laborer. Um, that's where we had our fun for a couple of summers. And, it was uh, a blast. That's, that's where the acid strips <laughs> came was. in. Uh, that was when my Home yeah. Depot run. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Don't use like the sugar to put in your coffee. <laughs> now, Andrew, was, was that your doing or was that Totten just like totally tripping over everything throw him under the bus it's okay it was totally me well he put it in my thing yeah totally blamed you that it was uh a jar full of acid cubes of sugar i didn't (laughs) i didn't know sugar cubes had a different purpose until (laughs) someone explained it to me so (laughs) i thought these were only a mechanism for acid delivery (laughs) who who buys sugar cubes otherwise (laughs) i think you you're onto something right so i mean so let me back up even further than Rick's question. What made you decide to go to Alaska to begin with? Uh, so I was um, in high school. I was uh, also a cook, worked at Rockies um, for a long time. And the head chef there, he had stories of uh, commercial fishing and stuff and just being up in Alaska. And so... I always expressed to my dad and mom, like, well, at some point, you know, maybe when I finish my apprenticeship here, I'll move to Alaska and work. Cause that's a beautiful thing about the trades. Once you get your, you know, your training and your certifications, you can move anywhere and you can work. Absolutely. Like, that's one of Absolutely. the most drawing things of it. Yeah. And um, so it so happens my dad went to his 
40 year, 30 year high school reunion, something like that. And um, the owner of Samson Electric, Mike Samson, was his good buddy in high school. And um, so my dad's like, yeah, you know, I got a son that really wants to come up there. And he's like, well, what's he waiting for? You know, have him get a hold of me. And so I did. He's like, yeah, we'll put you to work. We're just starting a big housing project. And so I loaded up my car and a week later I was up here in Alaska. Now was Rick, or I'm sorry, was Matt one of the things that you loaded into your car? Was that the same trip? That was not that trip. Okay. He came the next summer. Yeah, the following summer. No, I think you had in your car, you had your your python and uh, Beatrice, your cat, right? You're a snake. No, dude? so just wow. I, I had a boa constrictor. Yeah, oh, Brandon Culpepper just popped dude. the biggest erection. <laughs> right, <laughs> he's one of our great followers. It's, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I listened to him actually when you guys had him on. Yeah, but, um, right. so oh, he's raging boner in the pink thong right now. <laughs> it's uh, a secret to get through the border. They pulled us over to search our car, and I just had the terrarium, but the snake got out. He was, like, in the car somewhere. <laughs> and they're like, what's this for? I'm like, oh, well, that's for my boa. He's, like, loose in the car, and I just haven't dug him out because it's so packed. And they're like, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how we did acid the even, whole way to yeah, Alaska. Right? <laughs> that's how we got a bunch of drugs yeah. across the border. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so like, no, I, that I didn't even bother you that the bull is just climbing up fucking around and well that time i don't think he was that big no. right he was like maybe a couple two feet long uh-huh. right he was like no he was like four or five feet was at he that point. he was like four yeah. or five feet i like how you just Dude. throw out this casual estimation of a fucking five foot long snake <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ andrew remember that one night we got all fucked up we fed him uh a bunch of rats and we forgot to put the top back on and I fell asleep on the couch which was right adjacent to like share the no. back of you the, wake up with a bow on your I woke up like a couple yeah. times a night and felt something I thought like Luke or somebody was fucking with me Andrew's well, out just, there drawing well, a bow, bow constrictor, like just going around us and it took us what like a week or two to find him and he was coiled up in the back of the uh, refrigerator close to stay warm yeah, yeah, stay warm. that's awesome yeah. when you eat ass it was actually bono well all <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> right. flopping around on his face <laughs> oh man fuck I swear that boa was huge yeah. <laughs> did you see the boa <laughs> it was real that time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man son of a puppy dude. <laughs> you guys so, so tell us some more about moving up to Alaska though. Was that like a big decision or was it even like a question in your uh, mind? No, it wasn't a big, de- it was, I, I was very excited. I, um, from like when I heard until I was on the road was quite literally a week and a half. Wow. Um, I was ready. I just told my uncle, I'm like, Hey man, I'm rolling. I got this opportunity and I'm going, um, and I moved up here. Uh, well, I drove up, and my dad drove up with me. But then I got here, and I went straight to Mike's business. And he's like, yeah, you know, do this stuff. You can start on Monday. And then it's like, oh, well. And then, like, the day after I got here, my dad flew back to Michigan. And I was like. I'm on my own. Um, this is real. <laughs> I got to figure out. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, weird. Was, you done messed up, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I didn't really have a place to stay and stuff and i was going to be camping out but then i met um someone through the office and i roommate it up with their with them and that worked out pretty well but uh yeah i just started working and then (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, no, did you he hear was that laugh? Airport. That almost insinuates that it, that <laughs> did <It> happen. <laughs> he had to pay rent somehow. Yeah. He haven't got a paycheck yet. <laughs> now, what was the culture shock like from going from Michigan up to Alaska as you start this transition into a career? How long did it take you to speak moose? <laughs> not long. I, I, I'm an I'm adaptable person. Oh, so there you go. Not very long. Yeah. Um, but the, so the main thing was, right, it was in the middle of summer, so it's always light. It doesn't get dark. That was Sun, weird. I go down. 24 so like, hours a day. You know, and yeah. then being young and excited, and, like, so I just I did not sleep very much. Like, I was just exploring all the time and stuff. But then, um, you know, the job was good. It was wiring houses on base, just pulling rope like a madman, so... And this was all the thinnest gauge wire possible because it was government housing. (laughs) No, actually. So Alaska, everything has to be 12 in Alaska. Really? Yeah, we're not, we don't use 14 residentially. Now, why is that? Just to like limit uh, um, overheating or overloading? Yeah. um, And then, well, so it was government. So they actually do a very good job with those houses these days, right? Like, I don't know what they did back in the day, but... Um, no one does. That's it was, why it's everything so was, <laughs> Yeah, nothing... Everything was 20-amp circuits, and, um, you know, it's... Uh, I think... You know, I don't know why they did it, I guess, just because they wanted everything to be more Fuck, than enough, I, so... That's awesome. It's better built than my house. <laughs> yeah. So what, yeah. what was it like going up there, not really having a whole lot of experience? Like talk us through, talk us through, sorry. A uh, little, well, so yes. little tired here. What was, <laughs> what was it like learning the, the ropes of the whole becoming an apprentice through the electrician up there? And what was it like? Right. So, um, you know, with Samson, at first I was residential, and that's where I was at home, right? Because I've been doing that forever. But I quickly got moved on to a uh, building a Safeway, which is I don't know. We I didn't know what they were until I moved up here. But it's like a Myers, right? And um, so and then more like commercial. a oh, that was almost bad. That Brian almost just did really the bad. unspeakable and just dropped his whole water was, on the it was computer board. I think it's going to be okay. Water. Yeah, it's well, we might we might fucking fritz out here if things short. We still have you, Andrew. We're good. We uh, we know what happened. Right. We do not have yeah. a circuit. Uh, interrupted. Right. We're okay. Interrupter. Everything is okay. Just act like nothing happened, and everything will we'll be totally, on. totally fine. So <laughs> oh back to Alaska. <laughs> right. So uh, what were so you saying? I, I'm sorry. I got lucky. I got lucky with my um, journeyman for the most part. I had one that was like you know the screamer and yeller and a crabby dude all the time but i got pretty fortunate in my form or my journeyman that trained me and uh worked under so you know jumping and learning was really quite easy for me because yeah. um you know i just asked questions when i needed to and i put my head down and i worked my ass off and uh you know it worked out well for me i uh yeah it wasn't too much of a shock really because i think growing up how i did you know i had a work ethic and um i knew like you know there's time to play and fuck around and then there's time to work and i showed up for work you know 80 percent is just showing up as an adult is showing up right yeah, like, show absolutely up. absolutely especially and, uh, in the trades for whatever reason yeah. <laughs> we've been having a hard oh, yeah. time with people showing up for whatever reason 
Oh, it's crazy. It's like, so when I got laid off from Samson, the next job was Tsunami Electric. And uh, I showed up there on a Thursday and the boss is like, now nah, we're good. I showed up again Friday. Now nah, we're good. I go, well, I'm going to come Monday. And when one of your guys doesn't show up from the weekend, you know, I'll, I'll start I'll working, start working with you. Sure enough. Sure enough, Monday came and two guys didn't show up and I had a job. So it's that's pretty amazing. That's a common problem in this industry, though. Yeah. No call, no <laughs> show. And it's just a proven thing. Like, it's funny when you say that because that's how I got my job. Like, I'd get a pay raise. I'd mm-hmm. constantly go down the road, knock on the door. Hey, man, are you hiring? No. I'd go back the next day. Hey, man, are you hiring? Mm-hmm. Third, fourth day, they're like, all right. This guy's persistent. Yeah. Get it. Go get yeah. the shovel. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get in there. Yeah. Get in the hole. So, so you, you did. Know, the- oh, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's pretty funny how it works, you know, and then those same guys that do that, you know, I always enjoyed the, that my dad installed a sense of like being smart with your money and stuff in me. And I never, um, I always, you know, but like on Wednesdays when they were broke and couldn't buy lunch for a couple of days, it'd be like, well, what do you have to sell? And you get stuff for like 50 cents on the dollar. <laughs> yes. I love taking advantage of that too. I don't know. Art but, of the deal <laughs> trades version. Yeah. There's, you, you, know, pr- you pray you on the new get, guys that moved to Alaska. Oh, you know, I, uh, I had some guys under me on those resi jobs and, um, most of the time it went well. There were some that were just idiots and I tried to be patient, but I, I would also just lose my patience at some point. <laughs> That's pretty difficult to do with you. I, I kind of, you know, there's a couple of times I probably should have bit my tongue a bit more and stuff, but I, I always try to be helpful and share knowledge. It's when you just, it goes in one ear and out the other and you don't, that you is know, frustrating effort yeah. that I really, I lose my patience and, that. So, there's a, there's a think, big difference uh, between being a slow learner and just outright mm-hmm. just not Don't giving give a, a shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because there was one guy, you know. So I would I would rope the house and I'd have him do the makeup for the outlets, and I showed him like four or five times, and days after days, and he just <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> learning, and I kind of chewed him out, and then uh, he's like, "Oh man, I gotta go use the bathroom." And then he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember uh, a, one day specifically when you went to use the bathroom and you never came back. <laughs> oh, oh, Todd's calling you out. Uh, you, that you, was lunch. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I was, was probably hung over. Uh, no, uh, no, you you left and you. Uh, oh, pooinator. Yeah, you uh, kind of pooed yourself. Yeah, Ooh. I shit my pants at work. Yeah. We're all sort of like, Oops, how are we going to get home from work? Like, Drew just left. Yeah. He's our ride. I'd fucking go home yeah. too, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. If I shit myself, uh, it's we're calling it a day right now. I mean, unless you want to exchange under- underwear with me or something, like, I'm going home. Job site blowouts. Yeah. So, they, they, so hang they, on, Andrew. How did you shit yourself pulling wire? Uh, it was a long run. No, it was. Uh, yeah. Did you miss that fucking it outlet was, box uh, or something? I don't even know. I don't even. I th- maybe I was running to the outhouse or something. I think he was I on his way to the outhouse, and all of a sudden I saw him in there for a while, like, and he came back without. You, you got a case of the walking farts, and one I'm of the farts like, that came oh, out dude, had a little yeah. extra. Is that, is that where Bonewell's name just <laughs> popped up by or Just come out swinging, Dom. <laughs> They called me Pooinator on the job for, yep. their, for yep. like years. <laughs> or Poo, you'd hear yelling across the job site, Poo! 
Oh man, there's so, only one time. You guys just gotta embrace it, right? Because so like, how, how long did it take you? Like you just gotta embrace it. Yeah. Yes. How, how long did it take you before you were just kind of like poking around, having fun with it? Kind of like, yeah, that's my nickname now. <laughs> Oh, you got to do it right away. Otherwise, they just yeah. jab the you know the knife deeper. Somebody so, go grab turtle head. I'm pretty well easy going. <laughs> I mean, you show me someone who claims they didn't shit their pants in their life, and I'll show you a liar. So. You're right. <laughs> well, all three of us here are going to go fucking mute. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I had utmost confidence in myself up until I got the norovirus, and that humbled me. It's. I, yeah. I won't ever judge. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust me. No I'm sure we were. I'm sure I was hungover and, you know, terrible. Yeah. There was probably a lot of contributing factors back then. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't want to do a deep dive into the breakdown of why you shit your pants? No, no. That's for a different <laughs> I don't episode. know. I guess I just, I really don't recall. It was what? It was 2008. So. Yeah, it was 2008. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking you like know, way back happens, in the day. I guess. Yeah. yeah, shit happens. Shit happens is all I got for that one. <laughs> but I feel like, man, I feel like at our age, when you shit your pants, it's it's more like a car accident. Like you remember, like you remember vivid details. You're like that. <laughs> well, hang oh, on. Oh, that hang was on. that day I shit my pants. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You said at our right. age, like referring to now. Oh, that's true. That right. was then. We're right. all we're all closer yeah, to forty yeah. now. So, so eight like, years ago, you might fart now, and you might like do a double sure. take, like you might have sharted. Sure, you're not yeah. sure. But eight years yeah. ago, right. like I was, I had confidence. I had butthole confidence. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, dude, I, it was strong back then. Yeah, like today, it's a little loose lip once in a while. <laughs> all right, and you know, this I'm, episode of uh, Poops Gone Wild. <laughs> back uh, to Andrew. You know, we're. <laughs> We're back to back, man. We had a Hitachi fighter on last week. Now we got the fucking Pooinator. Absolutely. We're going to Pooinator. Yes, sir. The Pooinator. So uh, getting back to your actual trade when you're not shitting your pants. Tell, it, tell us the difference, Andrew. What's been the, what's been the biggest difference there from going from like commercial, residential to commercial in the electrical field? Um, Just the scale, right? And then um, just the different code requirements for commercial to resi. Like resi, I had it all memorized. I knew what I was doing. Can you break it down a little? Can you break that down a little more for the audience that don't know nothing about fucking electrical? Like you might make it sound real easy, but it can't be that fucking simple, right? Sure it is. Electricity is just connect the dots for grown-ups. That's all it is. Right? So, <laughs> Except if you fuck it, up, you die. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. but Or, it's, or apparently you shit yourself. <laughs> right. No, I, I wasn't even electrocuted that day. It was just, right? <laughs> he already fucking shorted himself out. <laughs> yeah, it was, but so the code, right? Um, The NEC code book, the National Electric Code, that's the standard to which uh, electricity needs to be done to be safe and work properly, you know, in any building, any kind of, um, you know, situation, there's residential, commercial, and then industrial code. So like up here, I'm industrial now. So I got class one, you know, div one, class two, I got all that. So like explosion proof, electrical and stuff. And um, any kind of electrical question you have, you can find the answer in the NEC, the code book. Um, so residential code is pretty straightforward, right? Like you come in a door and there, there has to be an outlet 
within six feet of the door and then every 12 feet after that around the room there has to be one fixture at least in the ceiling and then you know the switch and you know residential code is pretty straightforward yeah. but um when you get into commercial buildings and then the different like doing hospital work or something you know all the emergency systems and then the backup the generator system you know all that different stuff just starts coming into play so it gets pretty more wild. complex yeah well, it's definitely well, one, thing, alarm. one thing we haven't touched on yet is you are no longer doing residential stuff what do you do now? I know we're not allowed to talk about your actual company, but what do you do and what does your work entail now? Yeah, so I'm an electrician up in the oil fields and um, I'm actually a maintenance electrician, but we do a lot of new installs. So like anything from changing light bulbs, nowadays we're doing a lot of just LED upgrades when sh- shit goes out just because it's just actually do a full more swap efficient out. and cost effective. Yeah, so... But um, then we do a lot of new installs, like so pulling cable and, uh, you know, just making new systems for the uh, process up here. And um, now paint a picture for us, like, you know, you're the oil fields. I just think of a big field with oil, (laughs) you know, and Uh a lot of trucks and a lot of people, (laughs) like a man camp, just constantly just going 24-7. Like what? And and let me tell you, Totten's getting excited at the prospect of a man camp. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I work two two weeks on, two weeks off. I fly up and I work seven twelves for the weeks. You know, I work fourteen days straight, twelve hours a day. Um, maintenance crews up here are just uh, you know daytime and then on call at night. But um, so like the operators, there's a day crew and a night crew. They're running around the clock. And then, so like I'm at a flow station and then this flow station has five drill sites that it's responsible for. And um, so the drill sites are satellite from the facility and they all have, you know, wells, like each drill site has about 30 wells or so that comes up, goes into the manifold building at the drill site, gets pumped over to the flow station where we process it. It goes through the separators um, to separate the water and the gas out. And then the water gets dealt with, um, and utilities and the gas gets dealt with and gas. Most of our gas and water, we re-inject, um, some of the gaskets goes over to like the power plant up here. All their turbines are run off of uh, natural gas. And then we use some in our facility for various things. And then, uh, the water and the rest leftover natural gas just gets re-injected to create more pressure to bring the oil up to us. So. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like a small process. So yeah. really small. So now <laughs> yeah. that you're on the well, industrial side, are you working with a lot higher voltages and getting into three phase and a lot of that more complex stuff or what kind of what is for layman people, <clears throat> what's different about the industrial side? Yeah. So yeah, definitely, um, higher voltages, right? So when it comes off the power line at 13 KV, um, you know, we, we own it from the transformers on in. So we got big motors in here that are, you know, the size of like a Econo line, um, that are 4160 and, you know, stage (laughs) size five starters, I guess like contactors, right? So we're dealing with big high voltage stuff. 
So All break down that down like even dumber. Because <laughs> I'm a dumb dirt guy. It's what like, the it's fuck like, did you just say? It's like a Prius on steroids. Oh, you know it's one of the 15k VW six starters. <laughs> we, and we own it. We own it. And it turns your light bulbs on. Yeah, and, it, and but by God, yeah. when she spoos up, you can hear it from a mile away. <laughs> So what right, is so all of starter, that that you just said? <laughs> right. So uh, that motor runs a compressor pump and compresses the gas. But like, so that motor that's, you know, the size of an econo line, the starter for that, the AS, the VFD, right? Variable frequency drive to control the power, the speed that it's rotating and everything. Okay. It's, it's, uh, you know, like the size of that VFD is probably the size of like a bedroom at a house. And it's just got all the components in there. I'm used to doing like chillers and stuff like that. And like the VFDs are like maybe, you know, probably like two foot by three foot, you know, that's about it. Right. Yeah. Why don't you take your pussy VFD out of here? Yeah. Right. (laughs) He's waiting for me. We got a lot of those too. (laughs) You know, just the scale, right? Everything's, not everything, but there's a lot that's really big. Like our shipping pumps are 4160 and we just, tomorrow I'm going to disconnect one and then put in a, a reinstall a different one from another facility. But like that motor itself is 9,800 pounds, you know? Damn, so, wow. so what's it take just for to something kind of like give you that? A picture. Just to screw, what's it take to do something like that? Just a screwdriver, then you just push the thing out by hand? Or you know, what? it's just a couple of big wire nuts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of more or less, right? Like walk, um, us, walk us through a process of that real quick. Just don't drag it out. So we will bring in, I disconnected it already, and it's sitting there disconnected. Um, but so will you just use the overhead crane, lift it over to the dolly, dolly it to the door, and then a big real crane will lift it out put it on a flatbed and then um, we'll get the one from the other facility, bring it and crane it to a spot. And then I'll just rehook up the wires that are already there. So it's, you know, we just use the uh, bolt. We crimp on the ends with the eye holes and then we All bolt right. together and then we just uh, use the proper tape and covers to get it rated to the voltage that it is. And then we just put back on the pecker head and call her a day. Goddamn peckerheads! And so, do you t- do you test that you've got good good continuity by the tongue test? Is that you guys still using that? Uh, <laughs> like yeah, I do my nine volt yeah. batteries. <laughs> yeah, I prefer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What were you What were you gonna say? You prefer? <laughs> it's, yeah. The boneinator. I was gonna say they don't they don't call them bone well for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. You know. <laughs> quick little touch to the back or something to make sure you, you got know it. you just give her a quick tea bag you know she's live yeah. <laughs> yeah. now have you been have you been have you been have you been poked by any kind of electricity doing this shit before yeah for sure um i'm not talking about the battery know, falling out the hitachi here <laughs> right no i don't know nothing about your dirt world stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we can all um, accept that Hitachi is universal. <laughs> Cross-dimensional. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, been, I've definitely rode the lightning a few times. It's something we try to avoid, but it, it's just going to happen. Um, How does that Not happen? up here so much because, it, well, you know, make a mistake, right? All mistakes are avoidable in one way or another, but they just they do happen, so... 
So, it's uh like, but I always joke around, right? Like 120 is just sparky coffee, but really it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really yeah. it just depends on where about, it hits you. <laughs> That's yeah, just a Wayne Gretzky right. espresso right there, boy. Just grab a hold of it. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, but I don't know. It, it, I've been hit by 277 before when I worked at the university, and oh. that was that was a ride. That was wild. Um, and, and what you did you describe that for us? Yeah. Was it like you flying across the room or? No. So it depends on how you get it right and where you get grounded. So I had it in my hand and then, um, you know, there was a wire in there. There was a multi circuit junction box and I was under the instant understanding that it was off. I didn't know there was another circuit in there. So I was just Ooh. taking off wire nuts. I grabbed a wire and it went, um, you know, just from my hand to my elbow. But my forearm was sore for a few days at yeah. least. And I got pretty lucky. I didn't get latched on or nothing. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess I got pretty fortunate. But like Jade, <laughs> really Vladimir, Taunton knows Jade. Oh, yeah. The guy who came up with Pooinator. Yeah. Um, he took 277 across the chest and then he went home, like didn't go to the hospital and stuff. But then he died that night in his room. Yep. So, Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Because doesn't it so when, when you get electrocuted like it, there's it internal burns it, it like and it you. takes a while yeah. yeah there can be yeah or like defibrillation um is or I don't know fibrillation I think like fibrillation you your heart gets yep. out of rhythm yeah yep. and stuff A-fib. right and then you can't really tell right away and stuff I mean and Jake wasn't the healthiest person but he was forty one yeah I mean, he wasn't he had a lot he was of not a young buck so he had or some wasn't old yeah he was that was that now, sucked. Now, how do you go about so you don't do this again, getting hit by 270? Like, what precautions do you do these days? Right. So, lockout, tagout, big time. And then just know your circuits, right? Like, so everything up here we verify by reading the prints, checking and verifying. And then you do your lockout, tagout, and then just never trust anything. Um, yeah. Always test it. And what, and what is lockout, my, I call tagout? It a, so, you identify which circuit it's going to be that you're going to be working on in your prints. And then you go to the panel, you shut off the breaker, you put a device on it that locks it. So it like can't no be turned can on with your, and you put your personal lock on it that only you have the key to with a little note. And then uh, anytime I open something up now, I use my wiggy wiggy, I call it, but it's just one of those electrical tick tracers that beeps at you when there's electricity present and stuff. A wiki wiki, a wiki wiki, wiki wiki, what? Oh, wiggy, wiggy. Now, which yeah. one of your kids then, came up with that nickname? I did. I, I came up with that a while ago. Right. Like, like, right? You know what noise. it was? It, it was his <laughs> wife's nickname for his, you know what? And and he was like, My we got to use wiggy. this at the job yeah. site. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why we got self FaceTime now. He's like, can, wiggy, he, wiggy, honey. He can, he can thank me for introducing him to his wife, so... Oh, yeah. oh, is that true? It is true. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. It's, it is a good story. That's <laughs> a funny story. There. Well, let's hear it, so, God damn it. So we're, we got we're, time for it? Yeah, we got plenty of time, yeah. man. We got all night. All right. So we're sitting at the, the Marlin, which is uh, a hippie little... People just come through and hang out, play jam bands. Now, when you say hippie in, in Alaska... Yeah, it's a bar in Fairbanks. So we're sitting there, and I think we were up at the patio, and I went inside to go get a drink. And... They must have had the AC on that day. So I was like, I walk in. There's this uh, girl sitting at the bar in like a, I don't know, like a shirt. And I was like, looked over. I'm like, oh, it must be. You're messing up. 
Oh, I'm messing up. You tell. You're me. messing up the story. <laughs> you mess up every story. I do. I God it damn it, Totten. <laughs> Let's hear it from the bone. I'm outside. taking this over. Yes. Eat so another we're sugar out cube. On the patio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're standing out on the patio and hanging out. That's where people went out back to, like, you could just smoke weed out back on the porch and stuff. And that's like, there was a big balcony, right? And so we're out there hanging out, doing what we're doing, drinking, smoking. And there's this beautiful lady standing across the deck she's in this like one of them shirts that just hangs around their neck and then like hangs down in the front with like a little thing across the back she's no bra on she had hard nips right and cotton <laughs> leans over and he's, it, no no he i'm guessing your wife is not gonna listen to this no she she's cool oh no she she totally yeah she brings yeah. it up every time we see each other <laughs> and cotton leans into me thinking he's whispering he's like i guess it's kind of cold out here (laughs) and the beautiful thing is we know todd well enough to know that he totally thought he was whispering too (laughs) yeah oh yeah and it was loud right and she's like you know adjust her chest back and forth and she's like i think it's about like 50 some degrees and then she comes over and talks to us and um yeah then yeah, she came the back to your house that night, and then it, I was smitten. Yeah. No, 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 not that night. She was with the lead singer. Oh, yeah, I forgot that about that. Oh, you and stole her away from the lead singer? His, his fucking well, music must have sucked. It took me a couple nights. But, they don't call um, him Bonewell for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to get her number. She wouldn't take it. The next night, like that band, Sweat and Honey, they were there again. And yep. I went back, and she was there. I danced with her all night, tried to get her number. She wouldn't, but she took mine. And then the next day, we're at it was summer solstice. We're at the solstice. Yeah, we're at solstice festival. Fairbanks. And she called me. And I was like, "What? I don't know what number this is, but I answered." It's, it's, it's Rio, and I was like, "No way!" She called, and so we hung out, and then went camping, and yeah, and then soon after that, like I knew her for like a week and a half. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going down fishing." to Dillingham. Um, I don't know. She was just back in Fairbanks to get her residency finished, but she was going to school in Humboldt and she's, so I'm like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll come to California when I get done. Cause I was not sure. And, um, but she came to Dillingham and two after our two hours after being in Dillingham, I found a job on a boat and I was going out to sea and I left her at the Marina camp. tent. I remember that. <laughs> Damn. Then, uh, but she got it's a job. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for her. <laughs> yeah. I knew she was cool. Like, she she was, she was independent and strong and so like, willing how, to do that So shit. how did so, that like, go? Look, how did that done. go? Did you just walk on a boat Look. and turn around and go, don't get me wrong. I'll be back. Don't get me wrong. Those <laughs> nipples are great. Yeah. But I've got to get on this fishing boat. <laughs> right? It's Did you did you inform her as you're getting on this fishing boat that she was gonna be like your lifelong partner? That's why you were doing it? Or was it just like I'm fucking no, out of here? Had, it is pretty much like we knew we liked each other and um like I I definitely 
hoped that she knew I liked her, but I okay, bye. I left that boat, and I was, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was sure, I was pretty certain she was going to be there. You, when did, I you got were doing back, the whole she, uh, the whole Forrest Gump happy wave off of the boat while she's yeah. waiting, <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Were you like, I'll, I'll catch a, you back at the bar next to the lead singer? Right. I know where to find <laughs> you, honey. <laughs> I'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but she got a job at the CN. I could just, I could just see there. Andrew off the front She's of the boat. She's already at the bar down there. I could just see him yep. off the front of the boat like Titanic going, Bobinator! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, she hung. And then we hung out in Dillingham that summer once I got off the boat. And then it was, uh, she moved back to Fairbanks and just started going to school in Fairbanks. But, so how long yeah. have you guys been together now? Ah, oh, that was 2009. Um, I'm not about so to do that. This is our 10 year. <laughs> this is our 10 year wedding anniversary. So. Wow, that's this awesome. guy right here, for, Matt motherfucking Todd, wed those motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, that's it, Matt. Yeah, he was our master. Motherfucking priest. My my my, uh, my, my license to wed people. Clerical whatever minister. On the yeah, way ordained. up there. That's right. Ordained. You're fucking ordained. I'm ordained. Yeah, Matt. Are you still ordained? Oh, yeah, I got I got cards and everything. All we right. got plaques. All right, we gotta pause. We gotta pause <laughs> this right here. Matt, give us just a quick little ordained message on the microphone like you're gonna wed somebody real quick. You gotta read it right that shit. It yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what did I say your wedding? I uh uh, you just, the, uh, you make it up as do you go. You hard it. nips by the gee. state or the power <laughs> that's inv- that that is invested in me. Invested <laughs> in the state of Alaska. Everyone's like invested. What? I'm like fucking just roll. Allow with it. this Mister Bonewell <laughs> yeah. to live out his root true name. <laughs> it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. That motherfucking time's so been a got, lot of things. You guys got kids? How many? I have three children. Yeah, my oldest is a boy, Dewey Dale. He'll be 10 in October. My middle, Kailala Candelaria, she just turned eight the 4th. And then my youngest, River Star, she will be 6th, November 5th. Now, so I'm just going to ask. I'm just going to call you. I think I messed yeah. that up. Fucking hippie to the max. Up. She'll be 7. Yeah, oh. She'll be 7. So how did yeah. you come up with these names? Is what I want to know. You're so in Alaska. Me? Sugar cubes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Totten fucking back in Michigan by then? Tell you guys the story. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, tell us the story. I'm sorry. We're having too much fun. No worries. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, Dewey Dale. Dewey is my dad's name. Dale is her father's middle name. Okay. Kailala means remember in Tagalog, and Candelaria is my wife's grandmother. Oh, okay. And wow. then, okay. Uh, River Star is um like I grew up on the water, grew up on the lakes, and um there's no lakes up here really there's rivers really and uh yeah so like i I, i've always enjoyed the water right so i was river i thought was pretty cool she had a couple different names that were possible i forget what the other ones were but like when she was born and i saw her eyes like we decided it was gonna be river and then star is my grandfather's middle name and my sister's middle name oh Oh, gotcha that's cool so So there's a lot of family ties in there that's cool for sure. I, I got, like, I love my family. I get along great with, so yeah, yeah it's, that's awesome. It's, all, it's important to me. And, well, fair warning. Just, just so you know, we're not just giving you shit for the sake of giving you shit. Matt was telling us before the podcast that you guys are pretty much hippies living off the grid with a bunch of animals. So, yeah. So we took it there by God. So let's dive <laughs> yeah, into no, how hippie are you? 
Um, I don't know. Reasonably hippie, I guess. I don't. So we live in an A-frame on 24 acres of land that I built. Um, I don't know. I started building, I guess, four, five years ago now. It's almost done. Okay, so we're uh, full hippie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So get this, right? So we only have a hot and cold gray water system in our house. We still have an outhouse. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We're really doubling. So you're making my Vibram like five finger shoes really make you're, you're taking me to, I I feel like a giant poussoir right now. Imagine doing that in negative 60 degrees walking outside to go take a shit. Yeah. Like, well, I got a All right. Andrew, the electrician has finally wired up the, the seat. This got two heaters in it. Yeah. And that's just so your ball sack doesn't stick to the seat. Now my question is, how far is the fucking outhouse from the front door? Um, well, it's out the back door, and maybe about forty feet or so. It's a journey. Ooh, a few steps. You it's a journey. Yeah. You don't build like a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, no. that's so. What what pitch are you singing when you come back in the house from taking a shit? <laughs> it's quite cozy, really. I mean, I don't know. Do you shake your nipples and go, "Honey, it's fucking negative <laughs> 60 outside"? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some days, some days are worse than others. So, what but animals do you guys have? We only have chickens now. We had goats and stuff, milking goats and that. But um, when we were doing this transition and building the house. You ate them. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, I do sometimes, <laughs> but um, so some loose dogs got in and killed the two moms and the four babies, and we just haven't had goats since. Uh, just because I told like I don't want to have a half half ass setup that puts them in risk, right? Yeah. yeah. Once we build a barn, I would love to have goats then because I loved having goat milk and like making cheese and different stuff. It was great, but. Uh, Goat milk. It's just we got other stuff to do. So. Yeah, goat milk is one of those things that at first, at first glance, you're just like, oh, gross. And then you try goat milk, and you're like, oh, this is fucking good. This is really yeah. good. And even like so, fresh was I think even better than store. It was it was crazy how good it was. I really enjoyed it. But, my, so my aunt and uncle yeah. are full on hippies, and they did the goat thing, and they did goat milk, and. That was one of my favorite parts of going to see them. We call that uttered a mouth. Uh-huh. Um, we <laughs> would put it in the make bucket it the first, <laughs> and then we would. Brian was getting to utter from the mail. You know, yeah. the best way to do it is you, you lay down on your back and you get that teat. <laughs> and you just let them straddle you. Oh, fuck. And you just, egg. yes. <laughs> so, how, how rustic are you still living out there, Andrew? What's it like? I don't know. I mean, we live in Fairbanks, right? Just on the end of Fairbanks. So, shoot, we get to McDonald's in like eight minutes, right? But Okay. Uh, our place, so I'm saving up and we're doing, I'm doing my, I got a 10-yard dump truck and I live right down the road from gravel pits. And so I'm building my pad and probably getting pilings driven and stuff. And um, probably next year we're going to build like a real house and have like a full-on septic. And oh, that's awesome. And, I don't like that idea. I like the way you guys live now. And for, you, and for Matt's no, sake, God damn it, day. you should continue. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Matt's here living yeah. in the luxury of Michigan. Yeah, right. So you mentioned yeah. you got to drive piles up there. You can't just you can't just. Oh, it's all permafrost. Ah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, so I live the permafrost. in the lowlands. I'm not a I'm not a hill person up on the hills, but yeah, I live. So like, if you dig down, you know, depending, you know, three and a half to five feet. 
you hit permafrost on all all my property. No shit. Wow. Interesting. And how deep yeah, is the so permafrost? How thick is it? I should say. There's no way of knowing. Probably at least like you know they say in that area it's like probably you know it could be like twenty feet up to. Holy shit! I was thinking Lord a knows. couple feet. I didn't realize it was yeah. that thick. No. Dude, it's so crazy when yeah. permafrost like starts thawing on top. It's like you're walking on a waterbed. Yeah, no shit. You don't sink in. It's just, just yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just squishy, moves. bouncy, so yeah. wild. That's nuts. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, right? And then so, yeah, I'll get those pilings driven, and then you know build up off of that. I'm gonna build. I guess the term nowadays is more of a barn dominium type house. I'm gonna do a forty by sixty shop first floor, and then like a you know, a house on top of that, a two yeah. story on top of that. Awesome. Shed roof type thing. So. so your wife, where is she originally from? Um, she was born in the Philippines at eight years old. Her family moved from the Philippines to Barrow, Alaska, which, which is, is like the, BFE, northern most the most Northern city in the U S. So she was already used to yeah. living in Alaska. None of this is a giant no. culture shock to her. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She's my wife's badass. Like, yeah. let me tell you, she, uh, she's always been great and caring and loving, but, um, she, uh, like loves this lifestyle and stuff. Like I tried to buy a house a few times, <laughs> but she wants to stay on our land and like, she's dealing with it, taking time. And that's awesome. I'm kind of weird. I never wanted to get alone. I don't know. I was weird. Still am weird. I built that all out of pocket. Right. So it took time and yeah, but we're getting it there. It's getting done, and yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I applaud you for that. But it's an experience. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah, it all came down uh, to Matt commenting on some nipples. Yeah, it was cold outside, and nipples. the rest yeah. is history. It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the start of something great. I, can, I can see a children's book being written about it now, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. You know, it was. Yeah, it's pretty neat how it all started, but that's where we're ending up. It's uh, it's been fun, and being up here, like working two by two, right? So I was working at the university, making decent money. I don't know about seventy grand a year, but still, it was barely enough, right? Like she'd call me on days, and it's like, no, we can't go grocery shopping until Friday. So yeah. Her and I sat down. I know on a lot of your guys' podcasts, you talk about working away from home and stuff. And yeah, how is like, that? Well, you know? I really want to apply to work up north, and so we decided that it would work because you know, as being a man and being a provider, one of the biggest stresses is feeling like you're not providing enough for your family. One hundred percent wearing on me big time. So yeah. it was. I felt like I was just sick of working forty, fifty hours a week. And, and still just scraping. Yeah. 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 And then you want to work side jobs to make more money. Then you're away from your family again. Your family more. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult, right? So yep. I just pitched this and it's, it's working out good for us. Um, you know, the two weeks away is hard. It sucks. You know, like I missed Lala's birthday last week and oh, I got man. holidays this year. So I'll be gone for all the holidays this year. I'll be up here working. Yeah. But, um, you know, the time home's great because I got nothing to do with either. Yeah, yeah. that and that is awesome. If, so, if And that's the key there, too, is if you're in one of those positions, you have to be present when you're there. And it mm-hmm. uh, clearly, from the conversation here, you can tell that you're present and you're involved in your family's life. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty nice, right? And then so going on top of that, we get leave, right? So I can take off a whole hitch. So I'll get a six week break somewhere in the year, and then when we do our roll, so we roll like next year, we'll roll in the my opposite. We'll get all the holidays, but then you do that a week and a week, and so I can take that week off, so I can get a six week vacation and a four week vacation every year. That's too, pretty solid, right? And so. you know, most most humans they don't get that. You know, maybe you get a no, week all year, or you know, and you can't even take that week because you're so busy. And if you do that, you feel bad leaving the job because they'll be behind. You know, so yeah, so no, yeah, that, or like that time your dog got stuck under the dock. Like I think of that, right? Yeah. You know, like my wife has a lot to deal with when I'm up here. Cause I'm, oh yeah. It's like I'm. You got you know, especially it's the day I leave. It's like, well, you got two weeks, right? Figure it out. It's, it's <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure the kids are alive when I get back and the house still here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big commitment on all of us, but yeah. uh, it works out good. I enjoy the time home. Of course, I don't like being away, but it's. I'm just thankful we're in the time of like you know FaceTime and stuff because I can call. You can see FaceTime them every, every night. night. Yeah, and, yeah. So it, it works out, and I, I ask my wife every once in a while, like you know, I was in she. Last time I asked, she goes, "Well, I don't hate you for it yet." And, you know, but she was smiling and stuff. She, yeah, I think it's working out well for us. Oh, that's good. That's, that's great. Good. Now, where do you think your career yeah. is going to go from here? Do you see yourself moving up, transitioning somewhere else? Or are you just happy medium going to stick it out? Well, I don't know. I keep hoping my wife will get a job and I can just do nothing. But <laughs> it hasn't come to fruition yet. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd like to, so like I'm part of the maintenance team and, um, I'd like to maybe become like a maintenance team lead or uh, I got that training to maybe as I get older and I don't want to do all that as much heavy lifting and stuff. And I might become like an operator. Their uh, job is, is equally as important, but a little bit more, uh, not as physical. Yeah. But, um, you know, then also it's fluid, right? So if, if, if this comes to a point, to where it's just not working for my family, then of course I'll have to quit and I'll have to do something else. So yeah, but you know it, what? There's always a door that uh, will open. You know, with your your training, your, your background, and everything. So that's yeah, the amazing I'm, thing about I'm the qualified, trades, right? I can I can get a job. It's never going to be something I got to worry about. So it, it's it, I would like to work up here. I think if I work up here ten more years, I can semi retire. So ooh wee, that'd that be pretty bad. sweet. Yeah. That ain't bad at all. I got another 30 years, no. I'm thinking. <laughs> Unless I strike it rich. For now, auto. what's been your favorite part about moving up to Alaska as a whole? And then what about your job? Um, So Alaska as a whole is the access to nature, right? So Fairbanks, if you take a, one of the three roads that leave Fairbanks <laughs> for a half hour in any direction, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're, you know, and that's that's something I really enjoy. Then the sporting, you know, the hunting and the fishing, I really enjoy the hiking. And the mountains is just phenomenal up here, and I I really enjoy that about Alaska. Is it's you know there's Anchorage too, which is huge, and it's a stressful city. I was there last weekend before I came up north, but um, you're visiting with uh, Mr. Pete once, Flynn himself. Yeah, yeah, I was staying at Pete's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, so, you know, yeah, it's got its big cities, but just it's the access to the wilderness is, 
my favorite part of Alaska. Um, and then the weather. So, you know, summers are awesome. It's, you know, always daylight right now. So you can do all that. And then it's about 70 degrees through the summer. Winters are cool. It gets really cold, but um, you just got to find activities you enjoy, right? So we got that 24 acres. So the kids and I go out and run the snow machine and uh, go trapping and then we run up and down the river and, you know, like cross country skiing and just different stuff. And just got to stay active. Um, stay on top. Of yeah. It. It's, it's cold, but so the cold is dry and it's usually not windy. So, you know, if you layer up and it's after negative 30, it pretty much all sucks, but you can still do stuff. But like, you know, minus 20, we're out having a good day outside still, you know, for hours on it. So did you hear that, Brian? It's, it's minus it's 20 perspective. having fun. Minus yeah. minus twenty, like like higher, tw- higher nipples. Like, minus twenty, like twenty below a hundred degrees. <laughs> <laughs> twenty, yeah, yeah, twenty below zero. Yeah, uh, I'm originally from Texas. I struggle with the Michigan cold. Uh, minus twenty. I'm not. Mm, I'm not going outside. I'm but sorry. Like how Andrew and everybody's oh, explaining. It's see, like so you know, like like, Michigan like cold twenty degrees ball, in though. Michigan with the wind and all that stuff. It's brutal. Like up there, negative twenty yeah. degrees. It's dry. It's not windy. It's tolerable. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a lot an Arizona, than the it's kind of how cold. people explain like Arizona. Like it's fucking hot, but it's a dry heat. You know right, what I mean? Like Our winters suck. Right? Our winters suck here. Yeah, they do. So, so you yeah, are originally from Michigan. So you you really are the accurate uh-huh. gauge here. So, so you're telling me minus twenty is better than fifteen in Michigan? Yeah, and windy and wet. Yeah, for sure. Yep. You'd be more comfortable up here all day long. Well, fucking a. Let's move up to Alaska. Mm, I don't know that I'm ready to make that leap. It's pretty fucking amazing. Not so lie. N- now, one thing I really do <laughs> want to talk to you about is it is it is a bucket list thing for me. I want to see the Northern Lights. How often do you guys get to see the Northern Lights with where you're at? Every time I go outside to piss in the winter. Mother effort. That's awesome. That would be spectacular. Hey, hey if we all if we all just want to get it's- on a plane. You know, once we start getting sponsors and stuff yeah. and make some money. You know a guy with an A-frame we can <laughs> no, stay in? We, we got a guy. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it for the fucking outhouse walk, that's, though, I boys. was just about to say, dude, you 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 lost me when we said we were going to have to walk 40 feet to an yeah. outhouse. I'm I'm more of a modern plumber kind of guy. Yeah. Pussies. I am, mm-hmm. and I will own that all day long. <laughs> well, give me, give, me, give me a year, year and a half, or okay. so, and you well, guys can come use my bathroom. Well, perfect. That's time out perfectly with where we're at from sponsorship opportunities <laughs> keep the fucking outhouse erected for totten yeah, that's right yeah. sweat and grind podcast live edition myself. of alaska totten's gonna be out there with a sugar cube in his mouth reaching for the stars out there on his way to the outhouse uh, those great- days are gone come on i just want to know who's going fucking skiing in the car when we're calling it sweat and grind <laughs> <laughs> Shoddy backseat. I'm messing between you guys. <laughs> now, what what advice yeah. would you give anybody that's you know thinking about getting into the electrical you know trades? Um, just you know, so I never went union, but call the union hall or go and visit. Uh, they're great at helping you get through the process, or um, you know, just Google whatever state you're in. Just how to, you know, electrical apprenticeships in Michigan and something will come up and click on that. And uh, I I believe in FaceTime, like showing up, 
and talking to people, I think that's your best avenue. Yeah. Especially with how you, you know, like the trades, right? It's, it is a lot of the different older school and stuff, but if you show up somewhere and talk to someone and just show interest and a earnesty to work and learn, you're going to get a job and you're going to do fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the apprenticeship, you know, doing the apprenticeship paperwork, it's not hard because you've got to do the federal apprenticeship paperwork through the Department of Labor. And then, you know, you're going to have to do some state stuff, but it's, it's not intimidating. It's not a huge hill to climb. It's, you know, and there's people there to help day, you get through it if you do done. have a hard yeah. time. And that's it. There's so many avenues these days. Cause like you guys repeat over and over, you know, the trades are hurting and yeah. people are learning like that, uh, you know, the accessibility of the trades has come a long ways, right? It's not, and it's not anymore you show up and you work for 10 years and all of a sudden you're a pro, right? There's lots of different certifications or apprenticeships or licenses you got to get these days. But um, I think just showing up, talking to people or doing a little bit of research and then showing up is, you know, that's how you're going to get it done. And then maybe you don't, you know, oh, I'll try electric. And then if that's not for you, don't give up on the trades. Go try a different one. Yeah. Or like if you're on a job site, you know, take time and ask the other trades different questions and stuff. And if you're a young person and you show an interest and they're willing to learn 99.9% of the older generation are going to want to share their knowledge with you and help you achieve, you know, better in life. Yeah. It's been my experience. People are generally good, right? So just show a little bit of interest, show some gusto. Don't expect things to be done for you and uh, you'll excel. Yeah. And earlier, earlier, I heard you say that, you know, you're, you're going to be retiring maybe, you know, could retire in about 10 years, you know, and you'll be what, 46 and you're in the trades and you, you're a single, you know, you're a single income family and you're going to be able to retire having three kids, a wife. You must be mistaken. You failed. Yeah. Yeah. You failed at life. Amazing story. (laughs) (laughs) I've been fortunate. I've been very fortunate. Um, now, what's I, uh, been your biggest you know, accomplishment? I, did, I just, I practiced what I preached. I showed up and I talked to people and I made an impression and uh, I ended up where I'm at. Yeah. So, now, now, what's been your biggest accomplishment? For the record. Accomplishment for, for the record. I'm going to set know, the fucking record straight because no one knows what's going on over here. I've held my hand up twice because <laughs> I got questions, totally God damn it, and everyone's just powering over me. But go ahead. What's been your biggest goddamn accomplishment, Bonewell? <laughs> Being on the Sweat and Grind podcast. Fuck oh, yeah! Man. Fuck yeah! That's Woo. what we're talking about. Yeah, that's a great answer. Now, Love outside it. of Sweat and Grime, because that's obvious. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> we're somebody, um, guys. What's my biggest accomplishment? Probably ending up where I am right now. Um, making the right steps, putting forth the effort, and landing this job is probably my greatest accomplishment outside of like being a husband and a dad. Right. But like career wise, I feel like I'm doing about the best I ever could. Yeah. Right now. That's awesome. So I've got, I've got two questions that kind of piggyback off each other. First is if, if you think about your career so far, what has been the most challenging aspect of either becoming an electrician or over, over going through the different areas 
uh, of what you've done, what's been the what's been the hardest thing that you've you've dealt with, and then secondly, what is you know we all when we think about our trades, we have this one scenario in our mind that we just love about our trade. What is that scenario for you? What do you love about being an electrician? Right. Yeah. So the hardest thing to overcome um, is probably when I first came up here and just feeling like I was drinking from a fire hose. I was. It was like, how did they, you know, how did I get this fucking job? Yeah. <laughs> There's right. just so much that I had experience and I knew what I was doing, but like just, I never dealt with classification before. Right. So hazardous and stuff. And then just the vastness of what I'm responsible for up here is insane. Right. Like, and it's just breaking it down. That's something I, I'm good at getting overwhelmed at first, but then just, you know, compartmentalizing things and breaking it down. And, yeah. like, you know, you only got to deal with one thing at a time. You don't have to deal with it all. Yeah. And just, you know, make sure you do your homework and do it. And then just not being afraid to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I need time to figure this out or I need to ask someone. Yeah. You know, but I think when I first came up here, I was, I was overwhelmed and I felt like I was in over my head and I was, it's like, man, they're going to figure me out, and I'm going to lose this job. Right I can't figure this one anymore until <laughs> I make it. It's, it's killing me. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I, I've done good. And so, like, you know, everything up here is on production, based on production, right? So you got to do things right or you shut stuff down. And I've shut a couple things down. Like, I shut down the main shipping pumps out of the facility one day. And that's why and really? fucking tanks. natural gas you know, crisis just yeah, happened. Yeah, God damn it. That's why gas is $8 a gallon down here. <laughs> no, it's natural gas. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. So, you know, fun fact, just my little thing here, the oil companies have absolutely no say on the price of oil. So don't blame big oil for the cost of fuel. That's, That's right, because it's Biden's fault. So there's a bunch of Trump flags flying <laughs> on those not, towers. No, it's, it's not necessarily his it's fault. It's not either. in the, so he's the actually, politics. He's opened up more leases than Trump did for drilling and stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah, it's a fun, fun fuck little known fact. <laughs> yes, fuck politics. <laughs> now, now go ahead, hang on. He didn't answer my second question. My, God, that's not what I saw on Facebook. What was my favorite part? Of yes, being an electrician. Thank you. Is, is being in a stick rain pulling rope. Really, it's sentimental. It's fun. It's like I'm a hundred percent at home and confident and just enjoying life. If I could, if I could do what I do now, work you know, half the year and make the money I do. And, you know, the stress level is low now that I'm settled and comfortable. And I realize I do actually know what I'm doing and I can fix stuff. Um, if I could do that, wiring houses, that, that's where I would be. That's interesting. That's, that's now, interesting. That's a good topic. Cause that's where I was just about to go doing the production housing in mud season in Michigan. We've had phone calls from the superintendents at the fucking electricians. No, you're not going to have to come lay down board so I can get in. I <laughs> you already knew where you're going. <laughs> it's not like that up there in Alaska. No. You guys no, will carry your fucking tools through the mud. Oh my God. It's... I, so, like I said, I never went union, so I never, yeah, it's you never had that kind of fucking ridiculous. Luxury. Luxury. I don't you even think there. they were union. I think they were no. non union bitches. It's, I will say well. the electricians union really takes care of their guys 
But it is to oh, the point do. where you go, really, the rest of the fucking trades. Yeah, I'm shocked Wendy's don't fucking these, deliver. All these shitty ass conditions, but the electricians need to have a sheltered and heated area to take their break. Hey, and they need a it table. Sucks to suck. <laughs> it's not going to get heated unless they run wires. So you know what? Hey, it's, they get their shit. Yeah. My first experience really with the electricians union was when I was working with Dan's excavating. And my last job with Dan's was working at the Chelsea proving grounds. Uh, and we had electricians working with us. And so here we are, the dirt crew showing up and we're just, you know, you operate out of the trunk of your car and next thing I know, there's like four storage units being dropped off and like oh, yeah. there's all this extra shit. And I'm like, and they're, all of a sudden there's a picnic table and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And they're like, oh, the electricians are getting they're ready to show. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, the electricians come out and they're like, well, this space isn't heated. And I'm like, so? I have car hearts. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, yeah. no. Our union requires that this space be heated and that we have a table with a tablecloth on it so that we can enjoy our snack. <laughs> the tea and crumpets. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? But what, what, it, hey. you know, I started with animosity in my heart. And by the end of it, then I was jealousy. like, dude, I need to become a fucking electrician. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah or- or write your contracts better, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. I feel like almost in the so, trades, though, you are your negotiator for your contract anymore if you're not union. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Now, do you yeah. get dirty up there being an electrician, or is it a pretty clean job? Oh, no, I'm, I'm dirty right now, yeah. it's. Uh, I definitely do, right? So everything up here is 40 years old, so there's dust on stuff, and then when shit breaks, you got to crawl back and get to it and stuff. So I get dusty, but then like, um, we had to shut down a water wash on a turbine. We had to run some new rotation, um, velocity sensors. I don't know, whatever the instrument techs needed, but we had to pull the cable for them. So we're underneath like a big, uh, frame five turbine and all that under there is, you know, just grimy, oily. And what do you mean? Frame say, yeah, five. Dirty. It's like, a I don't know. It's the kind of turban. <laughs> it's um, like one you wear in your head. It's like a, <laughs> That's a no. turban. He's describing a turbine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> turbine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like this size. It would be on like a jet, right? Probably. Uh, about oh, so you're, you're, be on yeah, like you're a legit. So is yeah. this like a, is it a compressor or is it an actual power generation unit? <laughs> um, so that one, that I was on was a compressor. Uh, we have the power generating ones, but then we got them just hooked up to pumps to move fluid as well. But no that shit. one was a compressor. Interesting. Yeah. Now, how interesting. So in my, in my facility, uh, we got, oh, shoot. We got six tur- turbines in my facility. Six turbines. <laughs> <laughs> um, he like, caught himself from saying turbines. The, <laughs> up here on the slope, there's a... Uh, many 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 more like so cps central power station they they use all turbines to produce the energy and then like the gas compression plants you know they got you know they they, they got like in the teens in their facilities and stuff. yeah that's pretty much from what i understand that's almost exclusively what they use to compress things is is the tur- turbine god damn it now you're gonna fuck me up and i'm gonna start <laughs> saying turbines <laughs> <laughs> Now, how involved are you with a bunch of other trades up there in Alaska? 
it sounds like you're um, dealing with quite a bit daily. of yeah. stuff. So it, depending on how it's going or what, so the instrument techs and the mechanics and the electricians are all under the maintenance department. And then, you know, we deal with the operators too, because everything up here is permitted work. So you got a job, you got to go do, you get with the operator of that area and uh, you get all your paperwork done. You do the, the uh, job safety analysis and do uh, good old JHAs. Yeah. And then you get it done. But uh, you know, depending on what we're doing, right. So some of these motors, we got to move, we got to do, you know, chain lift systems and stuff from beams and that just to get them. So the mechanics are involved in that. And then, uh, you know, we do a lot of the high voltage wiring, but you know, a lot of these valves with the actuators got the high voltage and then they got the low voltage for the instrument techs. So, you know, we're, we're always commingling and doing, and then, um, you know, if, if, cause there's each, each trade is a team, but if one of the guys gone, you know, on vacation or whatever, then, we all help out and work together. So it, it's one big I happy lucky. family. I had a good facility. Yeah. I really landed at a good facility with a good crew. I've heard stories of, you know, other spots not working out so well together, but I, I really got fortunate. Now up there, like, like, um, is, are you guys, is that all, is that a dry facility? You're not allowed to drink or anything up there? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. There's no, nothing up here. The, the town is dry. And the lease is absolutely dry and oh. And, and you said the name yeah. of this place was Lameville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's keep them, keep like their it. shit togetherville. Yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine up there. Like You've got to be on your. You can tell Brian plays a bunch of Farmville. Yeah, Farmville. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Now, you say you yeah. fly Your up there. Effort. Rick has been cutting me off all night. Got you know what? I'm jumping in. You know what? Fuck it's because you. you've been drinking. Now Fuck. you say you fly up there. <laughs> you say you fly uh-huh. up there. Now, are you actively yes. staying in man camp, or is it like a bunch of hotels? Or no, yeah, it's a man camp. Um, so PVOC is the east side, west side's VOC. Um, but anyway, so there's anywhere from three, around 300, 350 people there, and then so like I drive back to camp, and then there's you know, a dining hall, dining area. Yeah, it looks like they feed um, you pretty well up there from. Uh... Recent photos I saw. Get your hand off yeah, my pants! Yeah, For sure. I put on the freshman 15. I um, saw that, bro. But see, so Chinese meal. It, all started, it all started when I had to quit smoking weed to get this job. And I started ah, that's more. brutal. And um, that's, yeah, it all went up. The weight went uphill from there. And I've got it under control. I'm on a plan. You're on a plan. Working, what, what's so, that? Plan what? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just plan your next back weight to, stage. Get back to the masculine 175 physique you used to have. <laughs> oh, dude, I haven't been that since like sophomore year. All right, 200. Yeah, so 200 was my weight acceptance limit until I went over it and decided I didn't See, that, that right there is a, yes, be- is a beautiful slash man camp. I was about to say that right there is a beautiful just summary of what it's like growing old as a man is you start mm-hmm. out and you're like, fuck, I got to get this under control. And then you kind of go, oh, my wife all right, still well, this me. is my new normal weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's easy. It happens quick. So it like, does. Yeah, and, um, 
So in two and a half years, I put on 30 pounds. Oh, I believe it. Dude, when I came out of college, and was, I just remember looking down one day and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, Where did yeah. that come from? <laughs> and it's never <laughs> gone away. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not all from being up here, but some of it is, you know, and I, I can you know, I only drink half my life now, so. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, so it's not all the booze, but yeah, it's you know you're up here, you're lonely, you're bored. You know why not eat something? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now what about when it's completely black? Like wintertime um, when it's just that's why they got black. the LEDs yeah. are switching out. Right, and then but so I mean in Michigan, I'd go to work in the dark and come home in the dark through winter. Uh, it's just longer up here. But there would be a day in the middle of that. And in Alaska, there isn't a day in the middle. It's just, is it like, it's just dark. <laughs> is it just like weeks right. of darkness so, or? No. So when they say the sun doesn't rise for a month and a half, like, yeah, okay. But you know, the horizon is light, right? It's like dusk gotcha. you know, in the middle of the day. How so long? It, it's not like it's pitch black for a month and a half. How, how long do you get the dusk feel? Uh, a while, four, three, four hours, five hours a day. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's not and very the, long. I hate like, to break that to you, Mister like, Bonewell, but <laughs> like yeah, but just think about it all I'm day. You, once the summer hits, dude, it's like the sun does not go down. Well, that's the thing. You either get the extreme of one or the extreme of the yeah. other. That would yeah, that would fuck all, with me all day in winter. He's walking around with the northern lights. That's that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't mind it's, the outhouse know, if I could see the northern sad. lights. Sad, they call it, right? Seasonal affective disorder, or yes. whatever. It's definitely Which is a real. real. Thing. And, oh yeah, I feel it, but um, I, it def- definitely doesn't impact me as much as other people. So yeah. I actually experienced that when I moved to Michigan. So, like I stated, I'm originally from Texas, and I think Texas. You're just sad that you mis- moved to Michigan from Texas. You know what? That's part of it. Is is the Texan inside me took a while to die, and it was a mm-hmm. very slow, tragic experience. But uh, le- legitimately, down in Texas, I mean, you get sunshine all the time. In Michigan, yeah. you get eighty-five days all a year. the time. <laughs> eighty-five days yeah. a year is our sunshine. It, yeah, and so oh, yeah. for for probably the first. Four to five years up here, uh, I went through mm-hmm. pretty heavy depression and pretty like just down and sad and and it was absolutely and it wasn't one of those things that you go oh it's because there's no sunshine. It was like on year right. four I was like oh I know why I'm always sad this time of year. It's because there's no fucking sunshine. <laughs> it's just the Michigan mm-hmm. clouds sitting right? over top. It's miserable. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's, ugh, it's it's rough. It yeah it's definitely. It's the thing. I don't know. I, I guess I never. It. I definitely do get it, and I get. But um, I think just staying active, right, and finding yeah. things you like to do when it's cold out, just really helps. Most I mean, definitely. I so, don't get me wrong. I love just sitting on a couch and binging and watching stuff. But yeah, it's it's important to stay active. It, yeah, you have to make a conscious effort. So circling back to you being an electrician again, I do have a question. How often in your line of work now, especially on the industrial side, how often are you working on live stuff where you really have to watch yourself? Never. Oh, well, there you go. That's my kind of electrician. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Lock <laughs> out, tag out, no hey, Brian. Content. Why don't you look no, out and see if it's hot? You know what? It works with a nine volt. I don't see why it would work with one twenty. Right? 
Fucking well, hey. Yeah. Um, so we got to open stuff, right, and test things. But um, like working on live wires, disco, and reconnecting or stuff like that, I just I just don't do it. I feel like a true electrician. If something happens, I'd lose my job. Yeah, so yeah. I, I feel I like a true electrician it. because I totally understood that you were talking about disconnect when you said disco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right, feel like I'm go. halfway through my certification. I sat there and thought there was like a freaking like you know spears and they're just shining lights everywhere. And I was just doing the freaking. Uh, you know what you know, it was? Saturday that was fever. the sugar cube. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hey, Andrew, it's been a freaking pleasure having it you on the show, man. Has. Um, you know, yeah, but we got to end it with this one last question: the motherfucking talking question. Oh, you, which one's that going to be? It's going <laughs> to. Oh shit! You know. All right, I'll I'll let you think about it for a minute, but uh, uh, here it goes. If you could do anything different in your life, what would be your dream job? Um, you know, I don't know. Any something where I can make this much money and work this little, but be home. Only uh, fans. They still got a lot of kids running around their small house. So I don't know. I mean, you know what? You get you get in the top of the A frame, and you're totally fine. Or or you take it out there to the outhouse. He's already got the name of Boninator. He could fucking flip right into porn. Yeah, Bonewell would do really well on OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, live from Alaska, Bonewell in the seal. Yeah. Oh, people might awesome. like what I got to shake around. But I don't know. <laughs> well, Andrew, um, thank I really you. I do enjoy being an electrician, though. It's, That's good. I I love my job. So. That's awesome. That it's is hard awesome. for me to answer something else. I guess. No, that is that's a solid answer, and most everybody is pretty. Like we said on everything, everyone's been going back to what they are doing. Like, currently. yeah, everybody in the trades consistently yeah. loves what they do. You know, it's the ride that gets her, though, right? Because we all sat there and bitched and complained about being the apprentice or the labor and getting through the struggles to becoming knowledgeable and getting to the top of, you go fetch my wires and the tools and Mm -hmm. this and that. And when you get up there and you got the knowledge, I really think that's when the whole career comes full circle and it's satisfying. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, your job becomes sentimental, right? You put your life into it and it becomes how you define yourself and sentimental and i don't know i'm really i I love my job it's great that's awesome well Well, thanks for being on absolutely thanks for being on the show we really Mm -hmm. do appreciate it i appreciate the opportunity guys yeah it's been a pleasure absolutely well thank you guys as always for listening you guys make this show possible we appreciate you guys the listeners do us a favor go over to apple spotify whatever platform you're on give us a rating give us a review and i'm even going to go a step further here we now have a patreon account for this thing and so if you want to support the show head over to patreon and look for sweat and grime and you can support the show in a material way with whatever donation you feel like. 25 cents. Yeah, even 25 cents. $5 million. But you know what? Whatever it is. Someone just buy Matt. keep us going. Someone just buy Matt a fucking coffee. Well, but I will say this. If, double, double. If you contribute more than $50, <laughs> we will send you a shirt. If you contribute any money, we will send you a sticker, a sweat and grime hard hat sticker. So check it out. But thank you guys. As always, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Peace, Peace. y'all.